Welcome back to Cyberology, Dakota State University's podcast for all things cyber and technology. I'm Jen Burris. Good morning, and I'm Jenna Martin. And today we're really excited to have a returning guest on the podcast, Dr. Ashley Paderowski. Good morning. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, refresh our listeners' memories? Well, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I am Ashley Paderowski. I am the Vice President of Research and Economic Development at Dakota State University. And I spent um, 12 years as faculty in the Beacom College of Computers and Cyber Science, and right now I get to help all of our faculty and staff work on their research. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, some of the work you've been doing right recently? One of the big things we have going on is um, a new award through the Small Business Administration. Last uh, February, they came out with a request for proposals. They had seen a big uptick in the number of cyber attacks targeting small businesses across our country. And there's a really alarming statistic that of all of the small businesses that are hit with a cyber attack, 60% fail and go out of business within six months of a cyber attack. And so when you look at you know, small businesses are the heart of our economy. And here in South Dakota, we have over 90,000 small businesses. And, you know, they drive our communities, they support all the activities. And if they're hit with a cyber attack, they shouldn't have to go out of business because they can't respond better. And it's something that we want to do to to help them respond to cyber attacks. So, Uh, the RFP came out and they were going to support three awards throughout our country. And so every single state in in district and region was was able to submit a a proposal. So there are 55 proposals submitted. And South Dakota um, was one of the three that were selected as a recipient. Awesome. And how long did it take you to apply for that and go through that process? Uh, We did it very quick. Um, Our... Uh, our local um, SBA district, um, they sent us a proposal and they said, you guys need to take a look at this, but it's due in two weeks. And so going through that process very quick to write a response and then get the approval, um, Dakota State University had to be designated as a sole South Dakota entity that could apply for the award. So our president worked her her political magic to to get Dakota State designated as as the institution with our governor and then we built our partnerships and submitted the proposal. So it all happened very fast. Okay. And so um, how did it feel when you found out that DSU was selected for this? Yeah, I was actually uh, traveling for work, and I received an email from uh, the SBA that they wanted to have a phone call. So I was hoping that this was good news. Um, I've been rejected from enough proposals to know that you don't get a phone call when they want to fund you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they told us that we were selected and that we would get the official notice the next week. And I was just, I was very thankful because I was out in Rapid City and I was presenting at an event um, about cybersecurity and knowing that all of the people in, in small businesses in that room were going to be able to have some resources to help them with cyber attacks, that was something that just made me incredibly excited. Um, South Dakota is a great place to live and raise our families, and we know that we have a lot going for us in this state. But you know, in order to do to be able to do something to give back in this way, um, that feels pretty good. 
if I'm a small business owner, then how do I contact you guys to get help if I need help with something like this? Uh, great question. So we have we set up a website and we have an email address. So you can go to www.dsu.edu backslash SBA Cyber, Small Business Administration Cyber. So SBA Cyber. And from there, we have a form that you can fill out where you can request um, different parts of our program. So the first part of our program is offensive-based security. So they can, can, they can request to have um, a, a penetration test or vulnerability scan risk assessment done against their assets. So that way we can tell them where some of the vulnerabilities are, the type of risk that their technology brings into their organization. Um, <clears throat> and so they can truly understand the level of risk that they have. Very interesting. And do you have steps for them after you've shown them potential risks that they can yeah. implement? Yeah, absolutely. So it truly is a comprehensive program. So the first um, part of it is the offensive security. Um, we have a lot of very talented research engineers in the Applied Research Lab. And so they are the ones that are conducting this, along with bringing students so that way they can understand the, the process that they take. You know, that's also why students here get good jobs after school, because they have this applied experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're working directly with full-time professionals, though. Um, so the first part is, you know, understanding the vulnerabilities and where your risk lies. Um, we're working with CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, on the risk assessment piece as well. So we have we have partners. Um, so then the next part about is is looking at the intelligence behind uh, your website and your top people at your organization. So <clears throat> when you have your domain, so you know www.mybusiness.com, um, you're you're going to have email addresses and other things associated with that. And so we're going to take a look at your, your domain on the dark web and surface web and see what people are posting about it. So perhaps you have a people's accounts that have been compromised and their passwords are posted up on a dark web bin. Or someone is selling information about your, your business out there as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we can get from the intelligence piece. So we're working with the South Dakota Fusion Center on, on that intel piece. Um, we've had a long relationship with them and have been partners and currently are working with them through our Digforce lab as well. So the, the, uh, this program is, is, is supporting that, um, the relationship that we've had for quite some time. And then from there, we can actually help with remediation. And so this is the part that gets really exciting is that when we have a, a program you know, we've been doing security assessments for cities and counties. We've been doing those kind of things. Um, but we can only tell them where the risk lies. We can't do anything about it. We, we tell them, go work with your managed security provider, managed service provider. Go work with this and, um, you know, tell them X, Y, and Z. But now we can actually help pay for that, which is really oh. incredible. So we have... You know, this is a million-dollar grant, and we put a couple hundred thousand dollars in there for remediation. And so we can help support the remediation activities for the small business to get them up where they need to be. And so that that's, a, that's pretty exciting. Amazing. So this is just getting started, is that correct? Yeah, so we kicked off August 31st, and it takes some time to get your website live and then also get your team together. You know, I think one of the things that set our, our proposal apart from other states is that 
what we're doing is already operational. It's not aspirational. But it still takes a while to get those formal agreements. And when you're conducting offensive security against businesses and domains that you don't own, you need legal permission to do so. So we had to get our legal documents from our, our board office as well and making sure that we could we could do the types of activities that are in this this program. But um, so if you like start to finish, um, they can they all have to come in through the website. Um, we also have SBA cyber at dsu.edu where they can um, email us and communicate with us there. But so they select the different services that we have, the offensive security, the cyber intelligence, the risk assessments. Um, but one part I, I didn't mention before, it's it's very important. It's it's social engineering. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about the way that most businesses are compromised, it's through social engineering and email. And so we put out a request for a proposal for a vendor to provide a social engineering uh, service for us. And so SBS Cybersecurity was selected as that vendor. And so SBS Cybersecurity will be working with the, the businesses on uh, a no-before package to test their employees on security awareness. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what is, um, do you know anything about uh, their plans and what that entails? Yeah, so once the, the organization, the business decides the different things that they would like, um, we work with our partners to provide those, those services. Um, so we already have 25 businesses that have applied to be part of this program, which is awesome. So we're just getting started, but we're helping, you know, we're helping a lot of businesses that have hundreds of employees across mm-hmm. South Dakota. And so we still have 10 months ago, which is the exciting part. So um, uh, from there, yes, uh, a business will work directly with SBS Cybersecurity um, once we make that introduction. And then from there, uh, they will enroll them into their Know Before tool. And it's a service where they can send out phishing emails to mm-hmm. their employees. Um, a lot of businesses have it, but, you know, a lot don't. And the majority of cyber attacks are kicked off by someone clicking on a link or downloading a file that was initiated through email. And so being able to help provide training around that area and security awareness through the, the most popular metric that's used to compromise an environment, um, that's the point of that. So um, we're able to, to help them understand how communication is, can be compromised in that regard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing for people to remember is it's not just the email. It's if you have a, a social media account, you have people sending chat messages through Instagram or Facebook, you know, clicking on those things can have the same implications as well. So, you know, making sure that people are aware of the, the fundamental risk that you have from accessing information that you don't know what it is, and then from there, how to mitigate it. Absolutely. And so how do you see this kind of progressing throughout the year? Yeah, Um well, a lot more business, a lot more support and help for small businesses. Um, we started doing this for the cities and counties through a, a grant through Jody Gillespie of Consumer Protection in the Attorney General's office. Mm-hmm. And three years later, we've conducted security assessments for almost all the cities and counties in South Dakota and in municipalities and districts, which is great. And so that program, at one point, we had an 18-month backlog and so oh, I anticipate wow. that that's going to be the same for this, is that, you know, as we go around the state and do training on security awareness and then share the resources that we have, um, every time we do something, we see an influx of people. So, 
you know, we're going to have marketing and awareness of this program throughout the entire 12 months. Um, and then right now we're already doing all the security assessments and performing the, the, the other aspects of the program. So I have to ask, what is your definition of a small business? Is it based off of number of employees? Is it based off of whether you have an IT department or don't have an IT department? Yeah, great question. Um, the U.S. Small Business Administration defines a small business as under 500 employees. So most of what we have in South Dakota qualifies yeah. based on that. So we're able to help a lot of businesses in, in that regard. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I'm, yeah. In my head, I'm sitting over here thinking like, oh, five. <laughs> yeah, five. <laughs> well, that's what people think, yeah, right? You think, think of small. a small business. It's the, it's the store down the street. Yeah. And yes, that's true. But um, it's also under $50 million in in revenue. And so that's a lot as well. But yeah, I mean, most of the businesses in, in our country are small businesses, uh, according to the definitions that we have. And so we're able to help a lot of organizations and or a lot of businesses with their cyber needs. Do you think you'd ever be able to expand this to other states? That's the hope. So it's a pilot program. Yeah. They pick three proposals that they felt were strong. And the idea would be to expand it out across the country in the years coming. So That'd uh, be awesome. Yeah, we just have to do well. <laughs> and then we should be able to continue going. But, um, you know, with any pilot program, you go in with no expectation of continuation and from there, um, it's hustle and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've done here at DSU. We have such talented faculty and staff that um, being able to, to look at our existing strengths and apply it to this program and write a proposal very quickly because it's already happening, you know, that's a good place to be. So um, you mentioned earlier that this kind of ties into the city and county work that you've done in the past. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, how this is building out to help even more people then? Yeah, absolutely. So Project Boundary Fence is um, the project that's helping cities and counties throughout the state. And we have been conducting digital forensic investigations and cyber scam investigations, um, analysis work, uh, for the last five years through um, in our digital forensics lab. Dr. Erica Colm is the director of that lab, and she handles over 600 pieces of evidence every year, um, wow. which is amazing. And, you know, she does everything from evidence intake to courtroom testimony. So <clears throat> while we're doing all of these after-incident investigations mm -hmm. and analysis, um, the, our, our prime sponsor, the Attorney General's Office, Consumer Protection, said, is there anything we can do to, to help make less need for your efforts? And so that gets to the preventative work. So we said, yeah, we could work on a, a program to, to do security awareness and also assess the current security levels of cities and counties for South Dakota. And they said, okay, well, let's try that. So we did a two-year program. And so at the end of that two years, they said, hey, this is working really well. Here's another three years to continue this work. So Austin Fritzmeyer is our pen tester, and he has students that support him. He's working with faculty as well, um, Andrew Kramer and Dr. Tyler. Um, um, they're working on uh, performing those security assessments. So it's built on that foundation, and... Uh, it's really great because we're able to show cities and counties some of the weaknesses that they have, 
But unlike that program, this new program, we can actually help them. And so uh, when you're doing a program like this, you don't ever want to have the people who are telling you where your security vulnerabilities are be the people that also provide the solution to fix them. So that's why we put remediation dollars in there. Um, we wanted them to to be able to work um, with the people that they have been working with at their managed security provider or managed service provider to to conduct the remediation for those uh, mm -hmm. activities. Okay. And um, you also, this isn't the only interaction or partnership that you've had with the Small Business Administration. Is that right? Did you recently speak at their cyber summit? Yeah. Um, last last uh, Wednesday, um, you know, it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And so last Wednesday, we uh, had a pre-recorded webinar that was played um, for their audience nationwide. Um, the funny behind-the-scenes part of that. I was in Virginia at a National Science Foundation meeting, and the time that they needed to record this webinar that worked for the other two states um, was an hour before I boarded my plane to come home. So I found an empty hallway in the airport, and I found a desk, and <laughs> I, I moved the desk to an area of a hallway where not many people would be able to, they couldn't work around me, so I'm like in the middle of this hallway facing my back towards the wall, and people are walking in front of me the whole time, um, and I'm pretending that they don't exist. And um, I think it turned out pretty good, but it, it was interesting. But, yeah, that was um, released last Wednesday. They had a lot of um, big names on that uh, webinar from across the country and, and federal government. So um, I was able to watch and listen to that last week, and so it was fun to – to see um, all the federal agencies participating in that. And what kind of um, information did you s share for that portion? Well, we talked about how you can uh, South Dakota business can find us and get into our the program. Um, and then we gave some tips that, that small businesses should look at. And really, this is anyone. You know, we have some foundational things. Um, always keep everything updated. You know, when you see that update, update it, take the time, restart the phone, Restart your computer, keep it updated. Um, but passwords, um, we need very long, secure passwords. Um, at our Gen Cyber Camps, we teach middle school girls how to crack passwords. It's not hard. <clears throat> and so making sure that your password is very long, um, but also has special characters, but use a password manager. Um, if you start thinking about all of the different things you need credentials for to log into, um, on average, it's over 60. So you have your work stuff, your personal stuff, your home stuff. You have all of these things that you have usernames and passwords for. And so use a password manager. Um, because you don't want all those passwords to be the same, right? No, you don't. <laughs> you do not want them all to be the same. Um, but then, you know, take it a step further. And when you get to create your username, don't use the same one for everything either. You know? Uh -oh. I know. I know. I started out. Ashley Podorowski was always available. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> so a lot of mine, that's it. But you're giving people half of what you need to gain access. And so um, using a password manager like LastPass, KeyPass, 1Password, uh, it, it allows you to set up very secure passwords um, and usernames for each of your different things. Mm -hmm. And so then it fills it in automatically. So I that's what I use. I use the free version. Um, and I always have my passwords, um, secure and long and unique. Excellent. So any other tips? 
Yeah, so what did we say? I think um, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I get it. Um, so we talked about keeping everything updated, using unique passwords. You know, don't hop in on free Wi-Fi. Um, I know it's easy, but when you're on that coffee shop or hotel or airport, you know, there's thousands of other people that are connecting and can see your traffic. So when you log in quick to access your bank account, um, someone can see those username and passwords. And so, you know, making sure that you don't do those things. So there's some basic things that you can do. Um, and those are three good ones to get started with. How about making your phone a mobile hotspot? Is that pretty oh, safe? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. So I have the upgraded plan because um, making that uh, a hotspot is the the preference that I have. So um, I travel a little too much right now. And so that's how I get internet and things in my hotel room and, and mm-hmm. connect. Yeah. So um, what else should people know about cybersecurity and being safe online? You know, what we're doing at Dakota State University is pretty special. We're at a point where there's never been a higher demand for cyber. Um, what we, what Our area of expertise at the university is it's complementary. It's not competitive to all the other state institutions. So if you think about agriculture at SDSU, we have a new initiative on cyber ag where we can secure the cyber secure, we can secure the agricultural components that they have. Um, there are so many different uh, devices or vehicles in the fields, and there, some of them are autonomous, and you have tractors that have a connection back. So being able to secure that um, is, is very important. You know, at SDSU, engineering, we need security there. Medical, we need a lot of security there. Um, we have an initiative with Sanford Health for our strategic alliance. And uh, what we did this past summer was really fun. Um, we have Dr. Yong Wang and Dr. Baskar Ramol. They have a research experience for undergraduate program through the National Science Foundation, where we bring 10 students to campus every year, and we study and analyze different IoT devices. And last year, we did Internet of Medical things. And so we looked at the common medical devices in a hospital room to analyze how they're vulnerable to cyber attacks and some things that we can do to improve them. And so, you know, that's another area as well. And that program, students, not just DSU students can be involved, right? Other students can apply? Yeah, so we limited the number of DSU students. And so we had eight students from across the country um, in Puerto Rico um, participating in, in that event. So they looked at the the mobile phones, the zebra phones that <clears throat> are proprietary to the healthcare industry mm-hmm. and how data on there can be witnessed as it's going across the network. So, you know, as a potential patient, I don't want my medical information um, being able to be compromised or the pump that controls the medicine in and out of my body, which is also an IOT device. I don't mm-hmm. want that to be compromised. Um, so, you know, taking these in- initiatives and taking these steps are, are important. Um, in a couple of weeks, uh, there's a DSU contingency traveling to Washington, D.C., and we're going to go to NIST and the National Institute of Standards and Technology and take a look at their facility that they have for medical devices. Um, so what they're doing to try and secure those through understanding how they're, they can be compromised. Excellent. Well, um, Jenna, any final questions? 
you've had a tough time looking me in the eyes during this interview. You know, I was wondering <laughs> if we're going to bring that up. I wanted to right away. I think it's time to tell the audience. I was yeah. going to make you suffer for a little while. <laughs> uh, today is Halloween, and I am dressed up today as Dr. Ashley Podorowski. <laughs> so it's like looking into a mirror for it her. It is a very beautiful mirror. Well, I know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, that's odd, but it's funny. I like it. Uh, she surprised me as I came in. So our awkward start had a reason because I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, I, can I bring this up? Do I not? But yeah, we own that. And I think yeah. that's, yeah, that's funny. I love it. And I think maybe we can even give our listeners a little um, picture of that when we post oh. that episode in November. I think there that's we a go. good idea. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Who wore it better type of a thing, oh, right? Jenna. Yeah. Yes. Uh, excuse me. It's Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-E. Yep. Spelled incorrectly yes. today. Yeah. Just because... We didn't want to make it 100% official. I think she's the evil twin. So I was evil trying twin. I was trying to get her to to go to my meetings that I have the rest of the day yeah. and that way I could go, you know, do whatever I wanted. Uh, but she turned me down. I was hoping that you were teaching a class today cuz I thought I'll walk in and just see what they say. You no, know, I have a I have an all staff meeting at 10. Uh, no, no, no. Um I'll tell you what time it is. It'd be great if you showed up. <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> yes. One o'clock. One o'clock. We can make that happen. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting with us, Ashley. And thank you to our podcast producers. Thank you for listening to Cyberology. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and subscribe. Subscribe.